You are listening to The Potato Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. On today's episode, Dave speaks with Victoria Marsh for the second time by phone. Victoria attempts to explain to Dave what biologicals are and whether or not biologicals will work at a large-scale agriculture. Stay with us. This podcast is brought to you by Vive Crop Protection. Vive creates precision chemistry to increase the ease and efficiency of a grower's potato planting operation and delivers real results to growers. Powered by Allosperse delivery technology, Vive optimizes conventional and biological crop inputs for improved product performance from the jug to the field. Vive's precision chemistry solutions allow direct mixing of crop protection products with fertility, micronutrients, and other inputs without clogging sprayers or screens. This results in lower water needed for mixes, less time in the field checking screens, and more product making it to the soil or leaf. Potato growers will get proven performance and save on time, labor, and fuel by getting more done at once. Learn more about Vive Crop Protection by visiting vivecrop.com or reach out to your local retailer. Hello, everyone. This is the Potato Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Alexander, and I'm with Potato Country Magazine. Thank you for joining us today as we sort through what biologicals are and can biologicals work in large-scale agriculture. Today we're going to be joined by Victoria Marsh from Vive Crop Protection. We've uh, visited with her before, and she's always been insightful and and easy to listen to. I think you'll enjoy this one. So, uh, hello, Victoria. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Dave? I'm great. Tell, Tell us what you're doing now. Yeah, um, role changed a little bit. I'm now with Vive Crop Protection, and I am the technical sales agronomist for the Western United States. So, okay, lots of fun, lots of states. Okay, um, I know uh, Vive is into biologicals, and and we'll get into that later. But first, I want to cover some basics with you. Uh, some of these people that might be listening today don't even know what we're referring to as we talk about biologicals, quote-unquote, at, at large. So please explain that. So to make it really simple, a biological crop protection product is anything that is derived or from the world around us. It's an organically derived um, compound, so it has to exist in nature. It is not a man-made compound. So when we talk about synthetics, these are chemistries that are made up in labs and mass-produced. When we talk about biologicals, we're talking about extracts from plants, um, enzymes that come out of plants and microbes, or even live microbial, you know, um, organisms like fungi and bacteria, right? So these are things that are found naturally in the environment that we are utilizing for crop protection. And... um required for organic growers, right? Organic can't even, can't use synthetics at all. Yes, organics cannot use synthetics. Um, And so there's a lot of products out on the market now because of our large organic um, market that we have in the U.S. Um, Some of them are not as 
easy to use for large-scale farming, which we'll probably talk about why that is in a little bit. But yes, there are quite a bit of biologicals on the market today. So we we already have regular chemicals, synthetic chemicals for pest control that people have been using. But one thing we know for sure is some of those chemicals are, are going away, like, like Lors Ban um, is not mm-hmm. going to be available this year. And um, I found something on the Brookings Institution website that I wanted to read here. In 2019, the U.S. used over 70 agricultural pesticides that were banned in the European Union, amounting to 322 million pounds used each year. This means that over a quarter of all U.S. agricultural pesticide use was from pesticides that all EU member states have prohibited. So EU is way ahead of us as far as uh, chemical control. So that's one reason why growers should be looking into biologicals, right? But what else What else do you see? What are the other reasons? Yeah, so let's touch on that real quick before I go into the other reasons. You're 100% right, Dave, in the fact that countries are getting really strict on our synthetic chemical use, right? Um, There's lots of reasons why these products are coming off the market. Um, You know, part of it is environmental protection. I think that's a really, really big part. There's also older chemistries out there that have been used for years and years, and we're finding a lot of resistance in pests. And that can really pose a huge challenge when it comes to controlling, you know, diseases and pests in our cropping systems. And so something I really want to touch on is the average new chemistry to come on the market, and we're talking a synthetic chemistry, takes over 10 years of research to get it to market and over $290 million, and that's average. So we have some that take a lot more than that. And there's very few companies now that are doing that work. So every year we're seeing more and more synthetic chemistries that are not, they're getting removed, you know, for the environmental reasons or they're just not working, but we're not able to replace them with new synthetic chemistries. So, you know, if we look at it like a toolbox, every year our growers are having less and less tools in their toolbox to fight these diseases that are, you know, coming around every single season. And so biologicals are an extremely important piece to be able to help our, our farmers get some tools back, right, in that toolbox. And I, I not only see the EU as kind of a metric for it, but if we look at California, and I know some people are cringing when I say that, but California tends to kind of push forward what we're going to look like in other states um, in the next, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, and you're having to register every ounce of active ingredient used on your acreage, right? Hmm. And so even if you have all the chemistries there, you can't use them all because you're limited for environmental reasons on what you can put down on your field. So if we can use biologicals that work and not need to have such high AI loads, we're not only going to have more tools in our toolbox, we're going to be able to control the pests better because we're not going to be limited by how many sprays we can do. So with biologicals, there are, are no controls currently? Well, yes. Um, 
for for the most part, I mean, the control is going to be what your plants <laughs> need in the field and, and obviously cost and sprays. But when we talk about logging, you know, active ingredients, synthetic active ingredients, you're not doing that in the field. So, um, you know, I work with growers in California, too, and it gives them a free pass. It gives them, you know, another mode of control that can fit into their program without worrying about taking up space for another synthetic that they have to use to control something else. Okay. And at $290 million to develop new synthetics, I think that's why we're seeing big companies like big, large companies, Corteva and Bayer, and, you know, they're, they're also moving into the biological sides. Yeah. And, you know, I like to look at it as a low-hanging fruit problem. A lot of the synthetics we have out, and of course, there are always um, uh, people, you know, there, there might be a few low-hanging fruits left, uh, but for the most part, we found, and I say we as the scientific community, has already found a lot of the easy-to-isolate, easy-to-mass-market um, synthetics out there for farmers. So it's taking more and more work to find these specific ca- compounds that meet with current EPA guidelines and work. You know, so it's not only that cost to entry, it's also just a lot of time to find things, um, new new active ingredients too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, let's talk about the challenges of using biologicals. So we'll yep. talk about, let's talk about each. So efficacy, how um, pest control in general, how, how effective are they? Oof. <laughs> that's a that's a hard one because everybody has different manufacturing standards, right? Um, and every biological is going to have a specific range that they work best in, going to have shelf life issues. I mean, it's it's all across the board. But I think one of the main reasons I get kind of some looks when I go around talking about biologicals with our growers is biologicals have been around for a long time, but there hasn't been and I say say this kindly, but there hasn't been as much research into them to make them work the same way every time, year after year on each field. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, they can be wildly inconsistent sometimes, especially if we're talking live microbes. Um, they have such a short shelf life, and if any of you have used them, you know that, you know, you have to keep them refrigerated in, in your cooler and dump them in and use them in a certain time period. And if that's not all done perfectly... You know, sometimes they don't work at all because the live microbes die in the tank or they get, you know, if it's an extract, it gets bound up with the fertility that you're putting down at the same time. And so I think one of the biggest barriers to entry when it comes to biologicals is to make them easy to use because that's why we love our synthetics, right? We dump them in the tank, we spray, we're done, they work. And sadly, there's so many biological products out on the market that don't work that way or don't have the technology to make them that easy to use, that it's been really challenging because when we have a grower willing to give it a try and the conditions don't work out, they're left, you know, with money out of their pocket and absolutely no results or no control. And so I, there needs to be, and I'm very excited about the direction biologicals are going in because the need to have consistent efficacy in all sorts of environments is a really big push with this newer age of biologicals, having the same product work the same way every time on every acre. 
And that's being achieved through a myriad of methods by a lot of different companies. But I think once we get that solid, when one jug of one product is the same year after year, we're going to be able to do a lot better about getting producers to use these products. Oh, for sure. And that's that's coming. Um, you, you mentioned uh, easy to use. Uh, that's part of the problem with using them, right? I mean, the application <laughs> is not that easy. No, no. And I mean, if you want a one-pass system and you have a live microbe, there's a lot of things that you can't put in with that. Um, or not even a live microbe. Let's talk about extracts. A lot of them are oil-based extracts. And that can have a lot of issues in your spray tank if you decide to add anything else in. So now we're not only talking, you know, the difficulty, the shelf life, getting it, you know, to your tractor to spray. Now we're talking about issues with needing to do two laps. You know, instead of spraying your herbicide and your pesticide at the same time, now you have to do two separate runs, right? And with the cost of fuel and the cost to produce food, that just doesn't pencil out even if the biologicals work every time. Right, right. So uh, the application part of it and the ease of use, uh, that's that's what Vive is addressing, right? And tell us, tell us what that is and, and why. Yeah, absolutely. So Vive, we have created a nanopolymer that's OMRI certified. Um, and this nanopolymer allows for us to create kind of a shuttle, a safe environment for whatever active ingredient, synthetic or biological, to stay within. So you can actually have zero interaction between that active ingredient and anything else in your tank. So it allows for easy mixing into the majority of fertility out there and crop protection out there so you can get things done in one run. And this nanopolymer is called our Alice First technology. And, you know, it's being applied. We have one product out there right now that's a 50. It's a dual mode of action. Part of it is a synthetic AI. Part of it is an extract. But you can dump that right in the tank and spray. There's no refrigeration. There's no special steps. And you can get it all done in one pass. And We're that's because also, of. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That that's because of uh, the allosperms. Correct. Yep that that beautiful little nanopolymer kind of keeps it safe, protects it from interacting from anything in the tank, and then once it's sprayed onto the soil or the leaf, it disassociates. That polymer breaks down very quickly. It's microbe food, and you have a very easy easy to um, apply uh, product, which is great. So and you can. The other thing I just go ahead. Oh, sorry. The, the other thing I was going to touch on is with the with biologicals not you know being ease of use when we talk about live microbes. You know there are some phenomenal microbes out there that work just as good in, as synthetics time after time, but the problem is their shelf life is two weeks, and so our company is able to use that nanopolymer technology to kind of create a. We call it a fur coat around the microbe to extend that shelf life, not require refrigeration, and again, give that mixability in the field. And so that is solving one of the major issues we have with, you know, live, live microbes going to market. Okay. Well, and, and more consistent that way as well, right? Yes. Very, very consistent. Okay. Well, I know you touched on a little bit about um, equipment and you know, you're introducing oil on, with traditional 
biologicals and that can plug up emitters and things like that. Touch on that. Yeah. So when we put things inside of our, our alispers, imagine, you know, something that's a thousand times thinner, excuse me, 10,000 times thinner than the human hair. These are very, very small polymers. I mean, nano, right? Small, <laughs> very, yeah. very small. And so when, when you encapsulate that biological in that alispers polymer, it, it just flows through the whole system. I mean, no screen is going to catch that or stop it, and it just moves. You get 100% of your product from your tank to your soil or plant with no clogging, which is kind of the dream, you know, for any, any product, synthetic or biological, when it comes to application. Right. Yeah. Clean application, easy. Um, and so I know Vive has Astronaut, which they're marketing for potatoes and onions. Uh, how effective mm -hmm. is Astronaut on potatoes? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been doing copious amounts of, of infield research, and I'm very excited to say last year um, in 2020, Jeff Miller did a, or excuse me, 2022, <laughs> Jeff Miller did a study looking at Astronaut as a foliar applied product um, on potatoes and looked at 14 other competitors that were um, fungicides, so Astronaut's a fungicide. And out of all of every single one, Astronaut came on top for um, market yield and disease control. So it's working and it's working consistently. That's one study, but we've, we've seen it across all of our sites when it comes to our potatoes that when used as a foliar, we have really great disease control and it does seem to boost yield. Okay. Um, all right. So we talked quite a bit ab about biologicals. Um, is there anything that uh, else you would like to add before we kick you out of here? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for giving me the space. I, I yeah. just want to say, you know, I, I think the days of, of snake oil in your tank are, are coming to an end rapidly. And I would just encourage growers to do just a little bit of research because I do think that more and more companies are coming up with biologicals that can work, um, not just once, but year after year and really make your life easier as a grower and give you some good results without using synthetics and maybe just reduce your AI load a little bit. So I think we're turning a corner with biologicals and we're getting to a place where they're going to be used more and more frequently, and they're going to work time after time. So I think it's a very exciting time to be an ag and to be a grower and to have more choices when it comes to crop protection. All right. Sounds great. Victoria Marsh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yes, thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. We do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates.